What's poppin'? I'm PJ. Welcome, I'm Whitney. Thanks for joining us for our mostly awkward, slightly social podcast. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about... Bedroom Dialogues from Start to Revive. So how we got on this topic is... What I was thinking about, I wonder how people... She wonder how people feel... Like, after having the same sex life in a relationship for a long period of time, if they suddenly change it, like, what conclusions will they come to in their mind? Yeah. But we tried to, like, research the, su- the subject, and pretty much there wasn't a lot of content about that. And then we asked Reddit, and one person was like, I don't think anything, because I'm not a, uh, what, what, what was it they said? They're not an insecure psycho. Yeah, insecure psycho. Something like that. So we decided to find another subject. Well, how I thought of it, because I came to you and said, and I don't know if you said this already, but I wondered if, because like how in our relationship we try new things, do new things, with or without talking to the other person. Mm-hmm. We just that's just normal for us. We don't have an issue if someone does something different or asks for something different in the bedroom. We just that's just how we are. But I in my head, I'm like, I know there has to be people out there. And I did look some stuff up and but some of the stuff was very, very long. But I was just curious and maybe I wasn't putting the right key words in to find different types of examples. But I said to him, I said, I wonder if in relationships short, you know, that haven't been long relationships or long-term relationships, if just one day somebody does something different or asks the other person to do something that they've never done before. And to me, I'm like, there has to be people that think, where did they learn that? Or where did they decide that they wanted to do that? Or why are they changing that? Like, is there an insecurity? Like, I'm not doing enough in the bedroom that they want to do something different? Or, you know, it, did they watch a porn one day and thought, oh, well, I want to do that? Or, you know, would they think that the other person is cheating? But, again, we didn't find... We saw some asks, like... You know, my boyfriend or my girlfriend did this. We've been together for this many years. Are they cheating on me? But, and that's, most of the responses were, you know, why don't you ask them? If you are, I guess, comfortable enough, you know, take your clothes off and be naked with someone, you should be comfortable enough to ask them when you're doing that naked stuff, you know, why they changed up in the bedroom. And then there was other ones that said, you know, I'm sure they were just watching porn and they saw something different. Or, I mean, I guess cheating could be the thing. But then I also read, which does make sense, if someone's cheating, they'd probably be more closed off in the bedroom with you than, you know, wanting to have sex with you more, I guess. I don't know. I guess it depends. Because I don't cheat. It's not part of my resume, but I know people that have, and for them, you know, one of the excuses, which I believe is bullshit, but was that it it sparked their sex life with their main partner. So, 
I guess everybody has their own excuses and reasons for why they cheat. Wait, but, go back a second. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to elaborate. So you, you, you're saying they went and cheated with someone else and found something with them that they liked and brought it back into their household to spice their household up? Well, the specific example I'm talking about, like my friend, I'm not going to name him or nothing, but <laughs> but he he was with a woman that he wasn't, he felt like she was a quote-unquote dead fish. So he wasn't enthusiastic to sleep with her, neither. And he kind of felt like it was a chore to just not get like get it done so that she don't cheat on him. <laughs> but with his boredom, he used it as an excuse to, to step out in his relationship and have sex with other people. And then all of a sudden, when he came back, he had a burst of energy in himself to where he didn't care that she was a dead fish. He was just more enthusiastic about having sex and didn't care how, how she reacted during it. And he says that that helped his relationship. I mean, they're not together anymore, obviously, but that was his excuse and reasoning. But there was no reference of he tried to talk to her first about the bedroom and mm-hmm. it didn't go anywhere or he just thought, this is boring, I'm not going to say anything, I'm going to go bang that, somebody exactly else. Exactly that. He was scared to talk to her about it because he didn't want to hurt her feelings. But see, and I, he knows, I've told, I would be, if I felt like he was distant in that area, I would be very insecure. I wouldn't go to, you know, he's cheating on me or doing something that he enjoys with someone else in the bedroom. I would be insecure thinking there's something that I'm not doing or he doesn't like, I guess, in general, just having sex with me. I would be insecure. That would be my go-to. But I guess everybody's different how their relationships are built are different feelings, the way they communicate. And communication, I think, is a really big thing. And I am, we're in the bedroom where he's not shy at all. Like, and the thing is, he's pretty open to just about anything, which would be beneficial to me because then that means if I have any wants or needs, I can express those. However, I am opposite. I'm very shy. I'm very awkward. But I feel like I make up for that because we have good communication when it comes to sex in the bedroom. So if I express something and I'm shy about it, then he can just, you know, take command, I guess, of the scenario. And then it'll all work out in the end. But essentially... Communication is definitely That's key. it. You got to be able to talk about it. Because it's not the most important part of a relationship, but it's, to me... It's important. It's important. It is important. So, I found a couple that I'll read. They're not very long. And the question is, how do I how to talk about sex with a shy girl? And I was like, that's me. I'm the shy girl. <laughs> and then the next one is about awkward, so that is also me. So I figured I will read both these. How to talk about sex with a shy girl. I, 24, met this girl, 22, on Tinder and got along pretty well. On our second date, we started making out and doing some foreplay, but it didn't go any further because she was on her period. Talked a bit about our former former sexual experiences and turned out she was not as experienced as expected. Does not really know what she likes, what actually turns her on, what where she likes to be touched, or any form of kinks, etc. 
As a person who enjoys sex the most, when my partner is having fun, it's really important for me to make sure she is having the best possible time. I'm okay with taking the more dominant role and try some things with her, but I'd like her to feel comfortable at any time. How do I help her explore her body and kinks in the most respectful and effective way? Basically, I took out of this that if she wasn't on her period, Mm -hmm. they probably would have banged. But then... I, and I don't even know if it's having to be, like, really experienced, but if you're just doing, let's say, missionary. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, we don't want to just do that. No. That's just not for us. <laughs> but I feel like that can get just pretty mundane, and then, you know, maybe then it just, it seems like more of, like, a routine than something you want to do that's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So... I don't think it's that she won't have sex. She would have had sex with him. But he wants to, you know, I guess, make sure she's not just having sex just to have sex. Yeah. It's how I'm taking it. So he wants advice because she's shy. So for what I'm saying is for you, mm-hmm. you can answer this one because you're not shy. So how would you, like for me, because sometimes you're like, just say it. Mm-hmm. We could try that. What were you thinking? Like, I'm like, I'm daydreaming about something, and you're like, what is it? You know? So I feel like you can give advice on how would you, if someone said to you, hey, I met this girl, you know, we were going to hook up, she was on her period. And then when we did hook up, it seemed like it was just kind of, I don't want to say vanilla, because there's, you know, someone might like a certain position primarily more than others. Everybody's different. Yeah. But... And he doesn't say that he tried to talk to her about it, but maybe she just didn't seem like she was comfortable. Again, as if sex is just kind of like something that you do, but there's nothing else that comes along with it. Because I took it as he knows what he likes in the bedroom. Yeah. Like what he would want, or maybe he would voice if yeah. he would want her to do something or try something. He wants her to also have the opportunity to say what she would like. And I think he's trying to figure out what is the approach, how, what do you say, how do you initiate that conversation? Well, all I could give is my approach because everybody has different abilities to communicate or you know, what they're willing to talk about, especially like in the beginning of a relationship. My approach is I find a way, you know, after the original, you know, meet and greet, you know, talking and stuff, I'm going to find a way to slip in a conversation about sex in there. In the most non-creep way possible at the beginning. <laughs> but I want to know what to expect. Like, are we even going to have sex? Like, is that on the table? You know what I mean? And there's a lot to talk about before that. Obviously, he's already beyond that part. They already had sex. But she's vanilla, according to him, and he wants more. And he wants her to get her pleasure, too. Yeah. Her to be comfortable, to enjoy it, and, you know maybe have sex or have things done to her the way she likes it because he's confident that he can vocalize his side. My approach is just straight up. Yeah. Just straight up. Don't be rude. Don't diss her. You know, don't make her feel bad about what she's done so far. But if you want more, start bringing up the conversations. Like if he's into blindfolding, make a joke about it. See how the other person takes it. Even if she says no, that might change later. That might change later. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just 
keep joking about it. And if, if she's not uncomfortable with it, just keep on joking about it and get one and see if she's cool with it. Just be like, yo, chat this out real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Take Maybe a trip take... to the sex shop. Plan a trip to the sex shop together. See what y'all both, the aisles y'all both go down and the things y'all both pick up to look at. Yeah, because I think if someone, you know, feels safe and trusts you and feels comfortable with you, if you're leading and not, like, going to an extreme, that is helpful. If you're not pushy, if you're not saying you have to do this or, you know. Yeah, because nobody has to do anything in the bedroom that they don't want to do just to please the other person. Right. Both people got to be with it. Both got to be consensual and not enforced. And you're good to go. And if she say no, she's not with it, then you move on to something else. Yeah, don't give up. Because you might find a happy medium that maybe neither one of you yep. thought that you were content with. You know, maybe he would, you know, like something with somebody else that wouldn't be the same with this person. So you can always try and explore something new. So I, for us, again, I'm trying awkward, lights off, don't look me in my face. <laughs> <laughs> but... I know even early on, we we had conversations, but I think our conversations were more of, like, what are your hard no's? Yeah. So, like, one, I think I, I think I asked you. I was just curious. I was asking, I asked him if he not was interested. I don't even know how I worded it. Like, if he, if that was something, like, he desired to have a threesome. I didn't ask if you ever had one that's none of my business. I just meant, like, in our relationship, would that be something that he would ever request? Because for me, that is a hard no. It's still a hard no. That's That would make me uncomfortable. I would not be okay with that. I would not want to watch somebody else. <laughs> no. That's not for me. We d- that was one thing we discussed, and it's funny because I we I mean we had already talked about this, but because he brought up the blindfolds, and we had talked about that. Like, would you ever want to be tied up, or would you ever want to be blindfolded? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I no, thank you. I feel like I still have to have some kind of control in anything I do in life. So I was like, no, that's going to be a hard no. That is not a hard no. And that's not a hard no. It's not a hard no anymore. There, that's not a hard no. <laughs> tie me up. Yep, put blindfold. Now, I do remember there was one time that it was tied up and blindfolded. And I was like, you can do whatever you want to me. Because we have, like, this box and stuff. And then I could hear him, like, do you remember this? Yes. Like, rattling around in the you box. panicked. I freaked the <laughs> out. I was like, untie me, take this off. I can't. I know I said you can do whatever, and that was fine. And I know he would never hurt me or do something that he would know that I absolutely would not like. He wouldn't take it too far, but that I think that was just my limit. I still have to know a little bit, even if I can't see or move. Yeah. So. That was in the beginning. Yeah. And we were just experimenting with it. Yeah, and now yeah, now we're okay, but. Again, we talked about things that have since changed. And there's, there again, there's things that are still a hard no, not happening. That has not changed in my mind. But we have done things like that. We've done multiple trips to, like, the sex shop. And we, I don't know. I, and I, like I said, I feel like you have to be, com- you know, 
comfortable and feel safe and trust the other person. And I do. So I think that's why I'm more comfortable. I can talk to him about it. I still get shy and insecure about stuff. And when I have my little daydreams, there's certain things I'm like, I'm not ever <laughs> going to say. But there is sometimes, it could be in the moment when we're, you know, we're in the bedroom, lights down low, music is on. Or, you know, just laying in bed watching TV that I will bring up different scenarios. And believe me, he will remember mm-hmm. that I brought it up. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we're all in. I'm, yeah, we're all in. So. So my, basically my advice to anybody asking the types of question that dude is asking, just bring it up lightly at first. See the reactions. If the reaction ain't total disgust, introduce it more. Yeah, push it a little further. Because there's, I mean, I don't know about every bedroom, but I feel there's got to be. What like one, not aggressive, but one passive, one aggressive. Just you know, take turns maybe leading. Like he wants to know what she likes. You know, if she can vocalize it, you know, maybe he can let her take the reins one day. Mm-hmm. And then you know, once she gets comfortable and feels safe, then you know they can reverse roles. Because again, they might learn something together, like we have things that we like together that. You know, we might have just came up with or decided that we wanted to try and we just did because we're confident that it's not going to make the other person uncomfortable or I'm not going to be uncomfortable if, you know, he tries something new or does something new. And I'm not going to ask, where did you learn that? Because I don't care if I like it. I don't (laughs) give a shit where it came from. Well, we're lucky in our relationship since day one, even before we met in person, we were always open talking about sex. And always open to trying new things. Yeah. So we would never have that problem where we were just so one way for an extended period of time where something suddenly changed and it'd be weird. Yeah, I agree. It probably would be. And I mean, there's things we talked, one person wanted to try or the other. I mean, we've tried things, probably still in the box, that we, you know, maybe he liked and I didn't. So it's out. If one person doesn't like it, it's out. It's not a requirement that one person likes it. The other person has to deal with it. That's not it either. So that was one. And the other one, oh, this one was pretty good. But this one still is going to wrap around the communication part. But I'm female, 28, inexperienced, and socially awkward. Same. I'm not 28. I don't know how to talk about sex before having it. Can someone give me practical examples of how talking about sex before having it actually happens? People always say it's good to talk about boundaries, preferences, and expectations beforehand, but I feel like no one really does that in reality. How does this happen? Let's say, date number one, you meet up for coffee and it goes well, so you meet up again and go to someone's place to watch a movie. When does the topic come up and how? I feel like once someone initiates kissing or touching, it's already too late and things just go with the flow, usually according to people. What's the time and how do I bring up this stuff? But I don't think you First have... First of all, kissing and touching doesn't automatically lead to sex. No. <laughs> right. But I, feel, I don't know if there's a requirement that... You have to talk about it first because, again, you don't know how it's going to be with that person. And, you know, I I feel like the first time always having sex 
is awkward. And, you know, it, it is. It's, it's, it's just everybody has different case. Like, some people want to talk about it beforehand. And some people, it just happens. Like, you get the vibes. The vibes are right there. You got the opportunity. And you go for it. Like, I, there's no one way to, to do it. Yeah, but it, even you know, it's if not it happens. It's an environment to no. talk about it. And even if you have sex with someone and you're like, oh, shit, I forgot to talk about it. Like, you can talk about it at any time because now you have had sex with that person. And I feel like, you know, the more you like someone and the chemistry builds up, I already feel like the sex is going to be different anyway. Mm-hmm. It's going to improve. So, because, I, I mean, maybe it's not for everybody. Maybe everybody can just bang and it's cool, whatever. But for me, I have to have that chemistry and I feel like it's better because we have that. But at any point, you can talk about it. And things can change at any point. Like he said, we, I mean, we've talked about it and we've consistently tried new things, decided what we like, what we don't like, what one person wants, what the other person, you know, wants. And again, you know, it has to, we both have to enjoy it in some aspect. But at any point, it's not a requirement that, and I don't actually don't even know. Because you could say to someone before you have sex with them, if your intentions are to have sex with them, oh, I want to do this and I want you to do this or I want you to try it. And that just might not work. That might not be your chemistry together. So for me, I feel like just go into it with nothing. And because you're going to have sex and it's going to be awkward probably the first time. Maybe it's fireworks. I don't know. But then you can talk about it. Because now, you know, you got that part out of the way. You saw each other naked or you didn't because all the lights were off. (laughs) But, like, you know, you kind of, you know, not really eased into it. But I feel like that makes it a little bit easier to talk about it because now you've done it. But, again, I don't, I'm not really sure what my advice would be to talk about it pre. Because all that might go out the window. Me, as a person that likes to talk about it first, like, I prefer it that way, just just for consensual purposes, mostly, and just to know, just for the expectations. So how I get into it, like, my go-to strategy, say a dirty joke, just always bring it up in the most lighthearted way and then build on it from there till you're having the actual conversation. And you can get the vibes a lot from that initial conversation about sex. You just got to you got to work on just doing it. Don't be scared and and think that you have to say, "Okay, on on this day at 3 o'clock, come to my house, we're going to sit down at the table and have this discussion about sex." Like it I'm not showing have up to if be you like say that. that. That is weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not coming. <laughs> it's not a requirement to have the conversation, but if you're like me and you want to have the conversation, you got to you got to use strategy. You can't just like pretend you met somebody on Tinder, y'all hitting it off, chatting. And it comes to your mind that you want to have sex with this person and you want to bring the subject up. I don't recommend just saying, so do you want to have sex? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no. You got you to gotta have, I guess it's part of game. You got to bring it up in the most lighthearted, unthreatening way. Yeah. Especially if you're a male. You're a female, so you could probably bring it up and it'll probably be received better no matter how you brought it up. All right, so now... Like, for the people that are past the initial conversation, the initial sex, you're deep in the relationship, you already know how the sex is going, and 
you're not happy. You're not satisfied with the sex. So you want to think of a way to revive it. What would be some suggestions that you would have? Well, the first one is communication. Yeah. Because, and I guess that would prevent, if you just decided to try something new one day, it won't throw off your partner and they're like, wait, where did this come from? Why? Again, me, I'd be super insecure. Someone else would probably be like, you know, where, you know, did they used to do that? And they decided they want to do that with me. Are they cheating? Are they watching more porn? The communication has to be it. You can't just throw something in someone. I don't think that part would work if you just walk in the bedroom after being together for 5, 10, 15 years and just like, you know, yeah, I, I hang a sex swing up on the door. <laughs> I don't think that part's going to work. But maybe the other person feels the same way. Because who doesn't want to be, who wants to ha- for sex to be a chore? You just, when you, if you want to fix that issue, be mindful that some people are very self-conscious when it comes to sex. I'm raising my hand. So you don't want to insult them in any way or put them down. Remember, this is the person that you care about. So you bring it up in the most lighthearted way again. Be like, yo, like you, you want to try something new? Yeah. Or, or just try something new. I don't, I see, I <laughs> see feel like how it goes. that's the risky part is what I'm saying though. Like, if you come in, like, tonight, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you try something new, that's cool. I'm down. But that's because we are both okay with that. Yeah. At any point, because we, at this point, know what the boundaries are that we're not going to cross. Because there are dead boundaries that it's not like, let's try it and see if they like it. That It's out. That's not. There's not an attempt there. But I'm saying people who never did that. They just, you know, okay, it's 9 o'clock, take your pants off, and you know what I mean? <laughs> For 5, 10, 15 years, and then one day, it's just like, you know, they're in the kitchen, he wants to put her on the counter. She's going to be like, put me the fuck down. Don't ever do that to me in your life. But if you have to talk about it, and that's the thing, like, what if that's like, you know, I don't, I don't know, actually. I think some spon- spontaneous, I don't know how to say that word. Spon- some spontaneous <laughs> actions in the bedroom can be cool. You know, just make sure you got a feel for your partner if they cool with that too. But this is kind of the same as the first subject of initializing the, the sex conversation. Communication is key to everything with this. You got to be able to talk about it and you got to know how to talk about it without being offensive. Yeah. Especially if you've been together for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. I, I would hope that you have some form of communication. And again, the other person might be feeling the same way. But if someone doesn't bring it up, you'll never know. But I think just charging in the bedroom with something new might, again, make that person feel super insecure. And then they're not, they're, even if it's something they would have loved or they wanted to try or maybe they thought about it and they're glad you brought it up. I feel like at that point, they're not turned on anymore because that might be pushing it. You do have to have some form of communication to how can you get there. You don't have to, you know, come up with this grand idea all for, you know, one night and just take it to the extreme. You got to build up to it. But, I mean, it could be like an anniversary present is like, 
you know, going to a sex shop or, you know, maybe watching a kinky movie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, or, you know, just saying, I'm going to give you a surprise tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take the surprise on any night. That's also <laughs> a good strategy, though, the movie strategy. Like, watch a movie that contains something that you want to try. And when that scene comes on, you'll be like, you want to try that? Oh, yeah. Would you do? That's a great <laughs> idea. Would you do that? Because then you'll know right then and there that they'll be like, are you serious? No. Or they'll be like, I loved it. That was hot. It was, you know what I mean? Yep. And then next thing you know, you don't have to finish the movie anymore. You are now on to, you know, your own live show. Exactly. And these subjects is why I'm a firm believer in not waiting until after marriage to have sex. Because I believe, you know, you should be sexually compatible. That is, that can be a strain on your relationship. Because if you do not like having sex with your partner, mm. and you are together for a long time. That's not fun. I do not see a happy ending there. Yeah. At, at all. Unless you can fix it with communication. Yes. Because it might just be you don't know. So that absolutely makes sense because there are so many different aspects of a relationship. But who doesn't like to? Yeah, if you don't like, if you don't enjoy sex with your partner, I'm not saying that's the end all be all, but it's going to, that's the thing that's going to be a problem. It will. It definitely would be a strain. Yep. And you don't know how anybody's going to react to that, especially after dealing with it for a very long time. So you might do one thing that's going to set them off to do a whole bunch of other things. Like, it's just... Yeah. Sexual frustration is a real thing. Yeah. At any And the thing is, there is no requirement of when you have to talk about something and how you have to talk about something. Just, you know, respectful. Know your person. Everyone, you know, is different. There's different levels of how each person can talk to each other. You just have to know your person and know, you know, just from other experiences with them, what kind of boundaries there are. How do they like, you know, is there like certain words that are triggering good or bad or, you know, what environment they want to be in, where they feel more comfortable talking about stuff. Do you notice they can only, you know talk about more sensitive subjects at home or in a bigger setting. It just depends. So if you just know your person and how you communicate with them, don't change your communication style because that's the part I think is going to throw them off, even talking about sex. Because I don't think sex is this taboo thing. You should be able to talk to the person that you should feel safe and comfortable and trust them. So... Talk to them like you would any other normal conversation. The only difference is be sex terms in there. That's it. It's yep. the only difference. I understand it's, it's hard for some people to talk about sex, but if there's one person that you should be talking about sex with, it's the person you're having sex with. Right. That I can agree with. Because it's hard for me sometimes still. I get a little uncomfortable. I'm still shy. I'm better. I mean, we do have a blindfold for a reason. But... <laughs> I do still get uncomfortable, but I know that I, if I really had something that I wanted to say, I know that I can. Yeah. I, because he's not shy or uncomfortable. So even if I feel a certain type of way, I just have to muster up the courage. But I know that I can say anything that I want and it'll be a regular conversation. So bottom line is... 
when it comes, I think it's just generally anything in life. But since this is, you know, specifically for the bedroom, sex, intimacy, you have to talk about it before, in the begin, definitely in the beginning. If you don't talk about it before you have sex, I think that is okay. But at some point, you still have to name your boundaries. Some things will be a hard no. They will forever be a hard no. Some won't, as you and your partner, you know, learn things that you do and don't like. Again, together. It can't just be one person, so then you're just going to, you know, well, that's not the way we do things. <laughs> it's not, you, you don't get to just get whatever you want, and I'm just, no, it has to be agreeable, but you can find something that is for both of you. Even if it's only an act for an individual person, it still can result in both people are happy. Beginning, even after, if you've already had sex, or pre, if you'd like, or even if it was 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, it, you have to discuss it in whatever manner you feel comfortable but again, hopefully it's, you know, with someone that you do trust and feel safe with and comfortable that you can speak freely. And you might say something that they, is going to be their hard no or their boundary, and that has to be respected on both sides. So bottom line is, at any point in the bedroom, communication. However, whenever. And I think that's it. That'll be it. That's all we have. Thanks for listening. Peace.